Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Ah. Oh. Thank you so much. Um, coming up, uh, my head's going to explode probably about 20 minutes into this hour. Uh, then Stu will just gather up some of the pieces mm-hmm. and maybe put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's wearing a T-shirt now that says all the king's horses and all the king's men. So I don't know if I can <laughs> trust him. Uh, and, uh, and also uh, uh, Senator Lee is in. And then next hour, we have, um, ah, what's her face? Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, she's in a, there's been a bit of controversy about her book release. Yeah. The president. uh, Yeah, I'm going to ask her about that. Yeah, denies one of her anecdotes in the story. Yeah. And a big, he did it bigly yesterday. On (laughs) his, I guess, Truth Social or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of an interesting thing because they, there's been no, big falling out as far as i know I between them although he was pretty angry about this yeah i i mean i have so many questions mm. uh for her like so deal with your with your husband oh, God, are you gonna ask her that yes i'm gonna ask her that <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> you're you wouldn't ask her that Everyone that is lying to you today for political purposes, we're going to do our best to tell you the truth and what it all means. Don't believe me. Do your own homework because uh, I i mean, I wouldn't trust the boob on the radio right now. I wouldn't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. People come up, who do you really trust? Me. But I'm not saying that for you. I'm saying you should answer that as well me you got to do your own homework because things are way way out of whack but i'm gonna try to take a whack at some of this uh, news today and we begin in 60 seconds Tuttle Twins books, man, they are the best. And honestly, these Tuttle Twin books are books that every parent should have on the shelf and read it to their kids. Kids love them, you'll love them, and they teach the truth. One of the books that I've asked them to make for free for you is Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. When you read this to your kids or you have your kids just read it by themselves, they're going to start to think 
differently. They're going to understand how business works, what a dollar means, uh, how to earn a dollar, all of the risk that it takes for you. They will understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur and start their own business. And our kids should be thinking about their own business. I mean, I I thought about it uh, yesterday. For some reason, this came up and I thought, I am 58 now. That means 50 years ago, I knew what I wanted to do. And I'm one of the fortunate ones. But I knew when I was eight, by 13, I'm at work. Why aren't our kids motivated to work? Are we protecting them? Is it too just too big and dangerous out there? Let tell them. Think differently. Chart your own course. Get this new book for free. Just the cost of shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All righty then. I would like to start with Joy Reid. Not because she has any clue on anything, but because I think what she said was so ridiculously stupid and I hear it all the time, and I would like to put an end to the nonsense. Maybe give you a, a way to argue it. Here's Joy Reid. Good evening, everyone. We begin the readout tonight with Republicans just tying themselves into pretzels to point the figure at every single thing but the problem, the gun. In the wake of the murders of 19 fourth graders Got and it. two of their teachers okay, in Uvalde, Texas. So, the gun. We're tying ourselves into pretzels to blame everything but the culprit, the gun. Now, that gun probably sat in a box for a long time. When it was shipped to the store, it was in a box. It didn't try to fight its way out of the box or the truck. When, when it was put up for sale to be just used by someone else, its independence lost. It didn't, it didn't fire or try to shoot its way out of the gun store. No, it just stayed there idle, pretending, pretending not to care that it's being sold into slavery. And it was only at the moment that it saw children that it thought, I can make my point. Guns are people too. That's just the most ridiculous thing ever. You know, um, I remember during the Clinton administration, it was said that Hillary threw a lamp at her husband. It wasn't the lamp's fault. And in in this case, I don't even think it was Hillary's fault. It was his and his zipper's fault. Okay, that was the real culprit there. Not Monica Lewinsky, not... Hillary Clinton, not the lamp. So let's talk about the real culprit. The real culprit is the person that uses the weapon. Now, how do I know you know that? Well, because the evil United States dropped two nuclear weapons. (gasps) Who gets the blame for that? The evil Harry Truman, the evil War Department, the evil people that flew the plane, that dropped the bomb, 
the American people for supporting a government that would drop the bomb. The left always blames the people. You don't hear anyone saying, you know what the problem is at the end of World War II? That damn nuclear weapon. You can, you can blame the Los Alamos project and all the people, but not the bomb. Because the bomb wasn't at war with the Japanese. The bomb didn't have an airplane to fly it. The bomb, if it could somehow or another sneak its way on to an airplane, it couldn't just be released from the airplane on its own. The bomb didn't invent itself. So how come you're very clear on blaming the people, the evil white people of the United States, for the dropping of the bomb when the real culprit there is the bomb? Let me, get, let me take one other thing apart here. This has been driving me out of my ever-loving mind. Here, cut to AOC yesterday. Realities and how we heal from our country's wounds as spreading hate, when really what it is is like they don't want to be reminded of the hate that exists. And if we aren't willing to confront what? it, it's just going to keep growing. Are these all questions? Talking about it is not... Feeding it, Eating it's it. not inciting it. Exciting it. White supremacy is a fact. Okay. Oh. It's not just a fact. Wait, you're saying it's true? You look at That's rude. FBI statistics, which underreport hate crimes, police statistics, which also underreport, even all the institutions that underreport hate crimes yeah. still has white supremacist groups as by Far, by far, by far, by far, the leading, really? uh, yes. driving, this is true. The leading driver this is, this of is true. domestic terrorism in the United States. Yes, it's absolutely true. And do you know how they get there? No. Um, they count uh, terrorist uh, groups and terrorist activities that include only the white supremacy groups in prisons. So if there is a if there is a Hispanic group in prison that is is having an uprising in prison or killing people in prison, they don't count that. Okay, they don't count that. Only the white supremacist groups get counted in prison prison for in prison. That's the lion's share of all of those stats that you see. That white supremacists, they are behind most. They've killed more. More white supremacists have killed more people than anybody else. Remember that? Yeah. Just came out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I looked it up. You ought to look it up, Stu, because it's great. You're a statistical monster. You love this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they get that number. They count the number of people beaten and killed in prison by white supremacists in prison. So, because usually what you see when you look at the FBI statistics, for example, what you see is that the biggest victim of hate crimes are Jews. Yeah. Right. And now, now look, white supremacists seem to hate pretty much everybody. Oh, yeah, sure. But uh, the anti-Semitic attacks don't necessarily come from white supremacist organizations all the time. They come from all over the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so it would be weird 
it just doesn't seem to add up. But if 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 what you're saying is is accurate, which I'm sure it is, that is that would certainly uh, explain quite sure a bit. Sure does. <laughs> How can you possibly get there? That was my question. Yeah. How did they get to that number? Mm. Look it up. Mm. It's incredible. Now, so we have we've just debunked the white supremacist this nonsense that she's shoveling, and everybody in the media is shoveling. It's nonsense. It's bullcrap. First of all, you know it's not true. Okay, you just know it's not. You have lived a life where you can observe. So you know that's not true. So the first question should have been, how do you arrive at those stats? Second thing, you also know the gun is not responsible. If the gun was responsible, then when we had these automatic weapons, which are not automatic, assault weapons... They're not assault weapons. That that why why are they assault weapons? Who named them assault weapons? It's not what they were. They were hunting rifles and they were out for sale in the 1950s. Okay? As hunting rifles. Why wouldn't why didn't we have all these problems back then? They were available. Why didn't we have just more people with flintlocks just killing people randomly, even if it wasn't a mass shooting, just one? How come we didn't have that? It's not the gun, unless the guns all were so enslaved back then that they were convinced they didn't have the power to shoot the white oppressor. See, it's the people. For instance, you don't blame the nuke. You blame the people who have the nuke, right? For instance, a lot of anti-Semites say that Israel shouldn't have a nuke. Well, Israel doesn't claim to have a nuke. We all know they do, but they don't claim to have any nukes. Is anybody really afraid of Israel dropping a nuclear weapon? Uh, There's a greater chance that Russia drops a nuclear weapon. And what's the problem with nuclear weapons? When we weren't, when Putin wasn't desperate, dying, uh, and vying for global domination, did we have a problem with all those nukes that were sitting in the silos? No, because we thought they were relatively safe. They weren't. They weren't in control by madmen. But the left doesn't mind. In fact, the left is helping Iran get a nuke. Now, that doesn't make sense. Why would we be encouraging and in our own uh, negotiations with Iran, making it possible for them to build a nuclear power plant and to be able to enrich it? Why would we do that when we can't even build power plants here? Why would we do that? Because of politics, politics. I'm going to share something with you that you don't know, most likely. Whatever happened to Persia? Whatever happened to Persia, right? I mean, I know, I know it's modern-day Iran, but whatever happened to it? When did it change from Persia to Iran? Oh, oh this is a great story that 99% of Americans don't know that you should. And it's weird because... Anybody on the left that is feeling we should help or just tolerate 
nuclear weapons and nuclear technology in Iran, mm, boy, you're going to have some splaining to do. 60 seconds. Ramon writes in about his wife's experience with uh, Relief Factor. He says, I ordered Relief Factor for my wife. Her pain level has dropped off dramatically. Not only were we able to get around, she was able to get around the house easier, but her pain level is so much more manageable now. Thank you so much for this product. It's making a big difference in my wife's day-to-day ability to live a more normal life. Look, uh, I started it, and I, I didn't think it would work, and I would... I. It made a slight in the first three weeks, a slight difference. I didn't think any until I got off it. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'll take that difference. I was willing to take it just for that difference. I am 95 to 99 percent pain free now. That is a remark. I have my life back. Please try it. If you're in pain, try relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Take the three-week quick start trial pack. 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So I asked the question of myself, um, what happened at Persia? And Google is around, so it's pretty easy to kind of just Google search, you know, Persia. Um, Persia was um, was actually kind of retired. So the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, the head of the Islamic uh, movement back in the 1940s, um, so he could present a gift to Hitler. You see, he read Mein Kampf. He he loved the idea of what Hitler was doing. And so uh, he he started telling everybody about how great this is. Maybe we could even build some of these concentration camps here. They were going to build concentration camps all over the Middle East. And uh, who he convinced to be a really big supporter were the people of Persia, at least the leadership of Persia. We have pictures in our vault of the meeting where they actually gave Iran, if you will, as a gift to Hitler. You see, Persia went away because they wanted to rename it uh, something meaningful to show their solidarity with Adolf Hitler. Iran, translated, is Aryan. Adolf Hitler, we are your Aryan nation. Now, that's not the people. That's the leadership that did that. The Islamic leadership that did that. And they formed little little death squads this is from uh world war ii uh if you're watching i'll describe it to you it's a fez it's a green fez we have a green one and a red one um this was a elite ss muslim unit and their main job was to round up and kill the jews uh i didn't know any of this stuff had you heard this uh, by the way, just to add insult to injury, uh, I'm going to show you the inside of the Fez. I don't know if you can see it here, if I can catch the light, barely. But it says in pen where it was made, Dachau. So now, you know that when they say the 
Jew will not be able to hide uh, behind a tree or a rock for the tree in the rock will say, quick, there's a Jew hiding behind me. And when they say they'll burn in the in the fiery uh, furnace of the Islamic uh, fury, and then they say they're building a nuclear bomb and they are going to use it first on Israel. Is it the bomb that we worry about or is it the people that are using it? If you say you're against weapons of war, that's probably the biggest one yet. Do you have the same kind of uh, zeal? For the nuclear missiles that have been in our ground forever and we're not going to use them. Or Russia, why weren't you out protesting Russia when Putin seemed halfway a killer, but halfway sane? And why are you helping Iran do that? Because they're madmen who have a history of wanting to eliminate all the Jews. It's in their name. Aryan. Uh, and they say they're going to use it. The reason why nobody does this and the reason why people are not consistent is because of politics, even on our own side. You're for one person one day and then they do one thing and they're not with they're the enemy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do we disagree with what that person just did? Because they did they've done a ton of stuff that's really great do we force them to walk in lockstep we shouldn't because that's what the left does you have to agree on every because it's a religion they can get away with lying cheating and stealing because their religion says if it's good for the collective if it's good for the ends doesn't matter what we do it should to us. The world is uh, in a very interesting place right now. We are in a place where we don't have confidence in really anything. And the real replacement theory from the real religion of the left is tearing down all of our institutions and our trust. And something has to give here, or it will snap in half. And I think these shootings and what um, Joe Biden did yesterday with an executive order, what he said yesterday about the Second Amendment, might be that breaking point. And I'm not so convinced that they don't know that. Mike Lee will sort a few things out for us in just a minute. Stand by. So I, I got back. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I, uh, I just got a letter in from Maria. She wrote in um, about Rough Green. She said, Glenn, I have to tell you how much I love this product. Our dog really had bad skin allergies, and we had tried everything, all the recommended treatments, everything that the vet told us to do, but nothing worked. She had a really bad smell as well. 
three days into the trial, we noticed a difference. It's been almost two weeks and the odor is gone and there's no more itching. Her red bumps are all but gone. Definitely worth the price. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love this. Now, this is not a dog food. It's something you sprinkle on the dog's food and has everything that they need in the right dosage. Um, And they've made a special deal because they know if your dog eats it, you're going to see changes week after week and month after month. I mean, honestly, I still see changes in Uno today. And he's been taking this stuff for what? Two years, two plus years. Get your first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN33. BlazeTV.com slash Glen is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glen. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have Kellyanne Conway coming up in just about a half hour. We have in studio with us now, Senator Mike Lee. Hello, Mike. Good to be with you. Uh, Mike has put a new book out. Uh, We'll talk about it uh, a little bit next week. Saving Nine. It's all about the Supreme Court and what they are trying to do to the Supreme Court and why it's so important that they don't win. Um, Let's talk about the Supreme Court. And I want to talk to you through guns. Um. Right now, we have Biden saying, you know, the Second Amendment's not an absolute. You couldn't have a cannon when this was written. I think you could, Mike. I think you could own a cannon. Um, And you can't have, you know, uh, you can't have weapons of war. That's what a flintlock was at the time. Is it absolute or not? It's absolute with regard to weapons commonly held by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes. So, yeah, that extends to guns. It extends to uh, most guns. It extends to most knives, all knives, as far as I'm aware. You have the right to bear arms. This goes back, I mean, nearly 500 years. Uh, This was a a deeply honored tradition and uh, something protected under the mm-hmm. English Bill of Rights long right. before we became a country. So, but wait a minute. So you said you have a right to own a weapon that is legally allowed to be held. Well, then, so could Congress just pass laws that just say, and that would be constitutional? They could say, you know what? Uh, only uh, only six shooters are allowed. And I mean, you know, revolvers. Well, no, because we have a, a long history and tradition of allowing people to have guns and commonly held by law-abiding persons for lawful purposes, peaceful purposes. So if there is an established tradition for that weapon, then you've got a Second Amendment right to it. That doesn't mean that we can't keep it away from people who are convicted felons or who have been convicted of a misdemeanor offense of domestic violence or are addicted to drugs, uh, or, or have some other... Mental health? Uh, yes, who have been adjudicated incompetent by a court of competent jurisdiction. So you have, uh, first of all, California, uh, just the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, just uh, said that their under-21 gun restriction is unconstitutional. And I don't know how we can ask somebody who is 18 to go fight a war for us with a gun and a lot of dangerous things and lay down their life as a citizen 
for this country. And then when they come home, if they come home, you know, before they're 21, they don't have full rights of that citizenship. By the way, what do they lay down their life for their country holding? Their weapon of choice right. is a gun. Right. So they can be trusted in that context, but not elsewhere. At 16, they're allowed to drive. A car is also a dangerous weapon. Yes. can be used, has been used uh, for that. And so, yeah, that seems like an arbitrary distinction. Um, so um, Biden uh, has uh, come out and um, has said that he wants something has got to be done. That is really dangerous. McConnell has directed John Cornyn to engage with the Democrats on a bipartisan solution on gun violence. I have no respect left for John Cornyn, even though he is from Texas. He is no friend of liberty. Um, what, what is that all about? It's, it's hard to say. I, I don't know that we've heard from uh, John Cornyn or from Mitch McConnell what exactly, if anything, they want in, enacted. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you my approach to it. I do think there is some danger in approaching a national emergency and responding to it by saying, we need another law. We need another law right now. Every time government expands, every time it, it extends its reach by passing a new law, it undermines liberty in one way or another. It doesn't mean it's always a bad thing, but it is, it is a bad thing, typically, to legislate under intense emotion in the immediate aftermath of an emergency, yeah. a crisis. That's where bad law happens. So, so Mike, what is coming our way? The, the, do, do you think the Supreme Court knows who the leaker was? Yes, I do. I, I believe the Supreme Court almost certainly has figured it out by now. I believe the Supreme Court probably figured out within right a couple of days who the yeah, leaker was. And I suspect, don't know this, but I suspect what they're doing is they're wanting to wait until the end of the term, until after... The Dobbs ruling has been announced before airing to the world who it was, because that might uh, just add to the confusion, the discussion around it. And it but might you also think somebody will pay for that. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I, I, I think they know who it was. And I do think that that person will have consequences if, as I suspect, it was a law clerk. I think that law clerk like will, likely will never practice law. Uh, that's not OK to leak confidential information, not your own, uh, uh, to the world. And this was very, very sensitive information. I hope somebody pays for it, because that's another problem we have in America right now. People don't trust the system. They, and there's, no re there's really not a lot of reasons to trust it. Nobody seems to pay for crimes. And that's the sad part about this, is that in that case, this was... Uh, one system that still has been trusted. Yes. The Supreme Court of the United States. Look, warts and all, they, they, they issue plenty of rulings that I disagree with that I don't like. Our federal court system is the best of its kind in the world. And we benefit from it tremendously as Americans because of it. When you leak an opinion before it's out, trying to impact the outcome of that particular dispute, yeah. you undermine the credibility of the court. That's what the left's trying to do. So did they... Um do you think this changed or hardened the stance of this leak, hardened the stance of those that were for, uh, you know, this, the, the, the leaked opinion? I hope and, and I fundamentally believe that it will harden the stance of those who had already yeah. decided preliminarily to cast their votes with Justice Alito's masterfully written opinion. I think so, too. It was beautiful. It was brilliant. Anyone on either side of this issue 
uh, uh, should read that opinion because it is fantastic. Yeah. So now uh, we have let me go back again because I'm looking at what's coming. I'm building this to the nine justices um, that they're going to want to pack the court. We have a couple of cases that are just as strong as Roe versus Wade in their area. Do we not? We have one on gun rights. We do indeed at New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Brown, a case in which I submitted an amicus brief, a friend of the court brief, very significant issues related to the Second Amendment. Which means what the argument is, New York, and I know it because I couldn't get a gun in New York, and I had 15 active threats on my life the entire time I was in New York. Um, you have to prove that you have a need to carry a gun. An exceptional need. Yes. You have to prove that you are different, differently situated than most citizens mm-hmm. and that you have this heightened need to it. What they're doing is taking a generally applicable right that the founding fathers gave us and said, okay, this obviously can't be for everyone. It can't even be for most people. And in fact, we're going to make it only available under exceptional circumstances. It's rather the opposite of a right. Right, right. So we have that coming out. Anything else that's real controversial that you think they will? There are some administrative law decisions coming up that I hope, I suspect, could end up having some bearing on the ability of the executive branch agencies, unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats to make law. Okay. But the real, the gun one and abortion will, could ignite the streets. Um, And then also start a push for packing the court. Yes, that's what they do. And Glenn, that's why I wrote uh, my book, Saving Nine, which is available on pre-order now. You can buy it on Amazon now, Saving Nine. I started writing this over a year ago because I predicted this very thing happening. I started thinking, I realized, my gosh, we could end up in a situation by the summer of 2022 where Roe gets overturned. And in response to that, the left will try to demonize and delegitimize the court and and isolate those who have voted for it. And they're going to go back to their tried and true playbook of 1937, where they tried to pack the court. So I explained in Saving Nine how it is that this backfires, this backfires on the best judicial system in the world. Why it is that in 1937, the last time the Democrats tried this, It left a lasting mark, a mark that has caused all sorts of problems in our government ever since then. The threat of court packing, even though it didn't succeed there, influenced the court. It harassed and intimidated the the court to the point that the court deferred blindly to FDR and changed the law. So FDR did this, but the Democrats, generally speaking, were against it. It was the Democrats that were fighting, along with the Republicans, fighting FDR on this. You don't have that situation now. You don't have that situation now. And in fact, the very same Democrats who have for decades decried court packing, they're ashamed that their party did this, are now changing course. They're now back on board. Look, Joe Biden, when he was in the Senate, called it a boneheaded idea. It was a boneheaded idea when FDR did it, and it would be a boneheaded idea now. Right. His words, not mine. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just a couple years ago, before she died, uh, uh, said essentially the same thing. Democrat after Democrat had said this. But now, they're ignoring all that. Now they're saying, but we have to do it. And that's because, the de- in my opinion, the Democrats are not Democrats. They're more Marxist revolutionaries. Because this is, once you lose this... 
you're done as a nation, are you not? Well, yeah, you're you're done at least as a nation that lives under the rule of law. Because in order for the rule of law to work, in order for a Republican form of government to work in a constitutional republic like ours, you do have to have a neutral, independent arbiter of what the law means when people disagree as to the law's meaning. You lose that if you pack the court because the court then becomes a political football. It stops resembling a court and starts to resemble the intergalactic Senate in Star Wars with so many people it can't be managed. (laughs) Right. Um, One last thing I want to talk to you about, the Durham case. I I just talked to Bill Barr, and um, he told some fascinating behind-the-scenes stuff. That's a podcast that's out today. Um, And I was really actually angry with him. That You know, like, where was this? And he had really good explanations uh, for all of it. He said that he knew that Durham would continue, but we're looking at now the I mean, it it looks like it's tying right directly to Hillary Clinton. I mean, it looks bad for Sussman and and the Clinton campaign. However, the jury is from Washington, D.C. There are two donors to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, I mean, it's it's a very tainted jury. Is there anything that I mean? If the facts are there and the jury dismisses it, it's over, right? Yes. That is a central feature of our system. Correct. When a crime is prosecuted, you've got a jury, and the jury makes a decision. The jury's decision is unreviewable. So then, if they don't pay, again, if nobody pays for this, what? What do yeah. we, how do we, okay. how do we retrieve? Yeah, that's a good question. So, it's true, the jury's decision in that case is unreviewable. That's Those are protections we offer for the individuals yes, accused. and it should be, and I agree with double jeopardy shouldn't happen. But when you get a jury that decides not to convict for whatever reason, that doesn't mean the facts go away. It doesn't mean the evidence isn't there. It doesn't mean the American people can't, won't be, and shouldn't be informed by the evidence presented to the jury. We still will have that. Okay, I have one more question for you, but I got to take a quick break. Back uh, for another moment with uh, Mike Lee. Uh, the name of his book is Saving Nine. You can get it now. Some decisions are really obvious. Don't ever say that a boat is unsinkable, right? I mean, you know, and if you do say that, don't book a third class ticket. I'm just saying. If you're paying too much to woke companies for your phone service, switch, switch. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. So you get the same great service plus the great peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. So don't say don't don't uh, don't make a decision um, based on something that you that you know is not true. This is a obvious decision for you to make. Stand with the people who offer you great service at a very good price, it's going to save you money. It has the same service, you know, the same coverage, and they're fighting with you, not against you. This is a pretty obvious deal. PatriotMobile.com/back. PatriotMobile.com/back. Or if you call them at nine seven two Patriot, make sure you use the offer code Beck because you get free activation. It's PatriotMobile.com/back or nine seven two Patriot. The Glenn Beck Program.
This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Mike Lee is joining us here. He's going to be on the podcast next week. He's got a brand new book out called Saving Nine. It's all about packing the court, why it's a really bad idea. Um, But, uh, Mike, I want to ask you, the Republicans have one shot, one shot. Are are we going to actually see a strong Republican Senate and House if you win? Are we going to see people actually standing up? Are we going to have more... You know, more of turtle face. What's his name? McConnell. Yes, we we are. And we are because we have to. We are because we realize this is are people making plans. Are they? There are plans. So my colleague, Senator Rick Scott from Florida, has come up with a legislative plan. My My legislative plan for if we get the majority focuses first and foremost on passage of the RAINS Act, which involves yes. RAINS Act is a very simple thing. It just says our laws, laws that affect the American people, have to be passed by the people's elected lawmakers and not unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. I love It's that, that simple. That, that changes everything. It changes everything. It has a spillover effect on everything bad the federal government does. So I think we should focus on that and make that our pinnacle achievement and promise. Wow. I, I, I that, that also gets into kind of some... Sp- spooky things that you know powers that you don't know the government has right right powers that you don't know the government has because the people have never given up that power because they've never elected anyone who gives the power to some nameless faceless bureaucrat who well well educated hard-working and well-intentioned doesn't work for you you can't fire him or her that would kind of really deeply affect the deep state too wouldn't it absolutely yeah. it, it, would. Would. it would change everything that's brilliant okay so Elect Mike Lee, uh, Senator. LeeForSenate.com. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Mike. The name of the book is Saving Nine by Senator Mike Lee. LeeForSenate.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.